0: Welcome to the Searching for Vitality podcast. Today, we are talking with Marissa Gunderson, who is an esthetician and owner of Skin Tell Agent by Marissa LLC. She specializes in skin and she does customized facials, body sugaring brows, and body wrap. Marissa, can you tell us a little bit about the benefits of working with an esthetician?
1: Hi, you guys. Thanks for having me on. First, I am um, Marissa. I am an esthetician. So estheticians take care of your skin. So anything that you're needing help with, with your skin, an esthetician is going to help you with, or anything that has to do with hair removal kind of things. So I love doing anything that deals with skin specifically, um, more like anti-aging side of things. Um, I also work with acne, you know, so you can have acne type of things. Um, I work on people with a ton of body hair. So you can do sugaring or waxing to get rid of body hair. Um, So an esthetician can help you get a routine going, can help you through all of those buzzwords that are out there that are circulating. Like what is skin cycling is kind of a big thing right now. Um, And actually skin cycling is just being on a routine it's just a buzzword that sounds really cool. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what an esthetician does. Um, I do do facials. Facials are not just getting lotion put on your face and like you leaving. That's not what they are. They are more of a whole body experience, I say. So a lot of people have had massages. Have you guys had massages? So you get a massage and you feel super great afterwards, but I feel like they're like short-winded I'm like oh I feel super great but the next day I'm like okay like my body's kind of back to what it was so facials I feel like is a whole body experience first off you don't let anybody touch your face nobody right like besides yourself so it is a very intimate thing letting somebody else to touch your face especially with a big light you know that they can see everything yep. um Estheticians don't judge you on your skin. Like, we're here to help you. I promise. Like, we're not going to judge that your pores are too big, that you have chin hair. We honestly don't care. We're here for it. People come in and they're like, I have a pimple. I'm like, oh my gosh, where is it? Like, let me add it. Like, it's my (laughs) favorite thing. My clients know me at this point. They're like, hey, I have something weird in my armpit. And I'm like, yes, like, let's do it, (laughs) which is so gross. And then I have other clients, you know, that are like, don't even do extractions and then I have people you know who are all for it so facials hair removal is literally for everyone big small older younger everybody does it
2: so very cool stuff so what are the different kinds of facials that you do
1: so I actually customize all of my facials for who's coming in so every single one of my facials is going to be very different So I'm going to have you fill out a questionnaire, what you're doing at home, what your skin concerns are. Your skin concerns might not be the same thing an esthetician is looking at. Okay. So you might notice on your skin, like, Hey, I'm noticing dark circles, maybe, you know, so I want to know, like, this is what I want to focus on. I'm really focused on dark circles. So I'm not looking at you under there. And I'm like, Hey, you actually have a ton of pigmentation. You have a ton of breakouts. Like, I'm not going to bring up a ton of things that you're not asking for a ton of help with either. Like, yes, you know, we can get to that at some point, but I really focus on what you're wanting to treat during your treatment. So, if you're very sensitive and skin products are very tingly on you, we are going to stay on a safer side of things, you know, and work on more cooling, calming. Um, I use jade rollers and cool globes in my facial you know to really help the skin get calmed down and then I have my other people you know that are working on more issues that need more treatment where they're getting chemical peels or microdermabrasions which is like sandblasting your face getting all that off of there or dermaplaning which is taking a scalpel and shaving the face with that so you're getting a great exfoliation um, and you're getting rid of all that peach fuzz as well. So the next day your makeup goes on like a dream bow. It's so amazing. So lots of different facials. I probably have a handful of tools that I can pull out depending on what we are wanting to do. So I have a tool that's called high frequency. That is a little glass electrode. It holds a gas in it. We alight it and spark acne and it kills the bacteria that's down in them and causes the break out to heal faster. So for teenagers, if you have teenagers at home that are starting to break out and you don't know what to do, you don't really want to start them on a ton of medication yet, bring them to an esthetician. Um, I love dermatologists. I think dermatologists are super great, but there's a difference between seeing a dermatologist and an esthetician as well. So Dermatologist, great for going in and getting your skin checked for any spots, you know, anything like that. If you are really having bad cystic acne, you know, and needing to get on a prescription, that is who to go see. But when you take, I'm going to just talk about a teenager, to the dermatologist, they are very much like looking at you for five minutes. Oh, you have some breakouts. Let's get you on something really quick. This kind of works for everybody. Like, go ahead and do it when you are paired with an esthetician, you have somebody that is in there with you specifically looking at your skin You know, for an hour. So we are touching and feeling and getting in there um, so we can see like, hey, we're doing with this with your skin. Is that actually working? Is that tingly? You know, Is this something that we need to work on? What if the teenager literally just washes his face for 10 seconds? The dermatologist isn't going to know, but I'm going to talk to them and be like, hey, how do you clean your face? And I'm like, I bet you clean your face for 10, 15 seconds, because I feel like that's everybody. You're like, oh, get it wet, scrub it around, rinse it off. But if you took the time to wash your skin for 30 to 60 seconds and the cleanser can actually get in there and start working, you're going to see a dramatic change, you know, just in that already. So an esthetician can just talk with you a little bit more about like your lifestyle, you know, that you're doing. Maybe you're eating stuff that's not super great um, for breakouts. Um, maybe you are smoking, right? And it's just coming out on your skin. I actually will see a lot of people with um, breakouts, like on the side of their face, on one side, usually specifically. And I'm like, what side do you talk on your cell phone? Whoa. always that side, right? Like you take your cell phone everywhere. Our cell phones are so dirty and it, we touch our faces all the time. So at night, like think about you're sitting on your phone, you go to sleep, like your hands are so dirty. And then are they touching your face at night? You don't know. So keep a bottle of hand sanitizer next to your bed. Obviously clean your phone, everyone smile, but play on your phone, hand sanitizer, even better gloves, lotion. <laughs> Like, that's even better if you want to do that.
2: So you talked about the diet and how it affects your skin. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, what are some of the foods that maybe cause breakouts? And then what are some of the foods that are really good to eat um, to keep your skin healthy?
1: So I go back and forth on, yes, foods cause breakouts, but I don't like to say, hey, these foods specifically cause breakouts because I do think there's a mind thing, you know, like, hey, if I know that when I eat McDonald's, I'm going to break out. Was it like I told myself I was going to eat McDonald's and was going to break out? Or was it actually the McDonald's that broke me out? So I actually don't like to tell people like, hey, don't eat this unless you're having a problem. And then we need to kind of work backwards. So dairy is a big one. Gluten is a big one. Um, actually, like tart candies Our big one, tart candies actually build mucus like in your body. And depending on where the mucus is in your body will depend on where the blackheads are on your face. So somebody who um, eats a lot of tart candies may have blackheads on their nose um, or down like on the sides of their cheeks, like a little bit from tart candy, orange juice, you know, type of things. Um, Emulsifiers in like yogurts and stuff are not super great. Those can actually kind of blow out your pore walls and make your pores seem a little bit bigger. So if you have bigger pores on your nose and you're a person who eats ice cream, yogurt, you know, anything that has emulsifiers in it, it's going to do a little damage. Um, But anything to eat that is good for you is like the color of the rainbow not in sugar form right so your fruits and vegetables that are your purples and your greens and your oranges and your yellows just eating a rainbow of foods um, is going to be helpful blueberries are super great um water is a super big one not enough people drink water uh and our body lives off water our skin is the last place to get water So I'm like, I'm sure that your skin is dehydrated because there's no way you drink enough water to get it to get through everywhere, you know, out to your skin. So be mindful of what you're eating. I'm one of those, like, if you see that you're breaking out in one spot, go back. Like, hey, did I eat something different in my day? Or, you know, then go back and make like a food diary. But unless you're having issues, I wouldn't necessarily stay away from things. If that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I am one that I'm like I tell myself every time I eat McDonald's I'm going to get a forehead breakout it's going to be on the left hand side it's just what happens but the last two times I've gone I'm like nope I'm not gonna break out and I didn't so is yeah. a mind game
0: who knows <laughs> yeah well then I have a question too with the um, some things I've been hearing a little bit more about blue lights and uh, with your screens and your phones affecting your skin is. Is that something true or how does that affect your skin at all?
1: So I kind of go back and forth on this one. Um, Yes, we are in front of a lot of blue light that is probably damaging. I think that if you were just wearing your normal SPF that you should be wearing every single day, that should be protecting you against that type of light as well. So we should always be having sunscreen on whether or not you are indoors outdoors um it comes through your windows you know at your house have you guys seen the picture of the truck driver Mm -hmm. have you seen his face of Mm -hmm. like he was in the sun for however many years on one side and not on the other and it's dramatic just the amount of aging that happens from the sun and think you're driving in the car it's always hitting you know one side of your face um I like to tell people when they're in the car, because a lot of people don't like reapply their sunscreen when they're in the car, you put your visor down, you know, that's gonna cover your eyes while you're driving. But the rest of like your mouth to your chest is getting beat by the sun. And so are your hands and your arms. Your chest and your arms are the first thing to age. So if you think about it, it's probably from so much sun of driving. So if you just had a little SPF in your purse, put on your hands, your decollete, um, that would be really nice. Um, So with the blue light, I mean, limit, but I would say SPF is gonna be your best
0: bet on that guy. Well, that's also a good reminder because I always think wearing SPF only in the summer. I always forget to do it all year round. Yeah. or like you said, I forget all, all the time to put it on my chest or mm-hmm. my neck. And then I noticed in the summertime, like you said, aging, I notice immediately on like my back when it's burning. Now I'm seeing more freckles and more things like that because I forget my sunscreen, I'm pasty white and I burn very easily. So yes. I do appreciate that reminder because now I'm like, I'm going to start doing that more. Yes, please do.
2: <laughs> Every day. So you mentioned like, not applying SPF and maybe not washing your face for long, enough, for long enough, what are some of the other common mistakes that you see in people's skincare routine?
1: Um, consistency is gonna be a big one. I don't think a lot of people are actually consistent with what they're doing, um, which consistency is just being on a routine, right? Of like, I'm gonna cleanse every day, I'm gonna put moisturizer on every day, I'm going to wear my SPF. Um, How many times do you like get lazy at night and don't want to wash your face? Like that messes all of that up, right? So even if you do that once a month, you're screwed. (laughs) It's just what it is. Like your skin, it might not break out tomorrow, but within a week, you're probably going to break out. Um, So consistency is huge. Being patient with your skincare is also really big, especially with acne. I feel like people go to the store, get some guest care, that's what I call it, right? Cause you're just guessing what you need for your skin. Um, and then you try it for like two weeks. Doesn't work, so you move on to something else. doesn't work, you move on to something else. Um, so I'm a big like, go back to the basics. Let's do like two, three products and just stop. Like, we don't need to do any more. Let's just be very basic. Um, so overusing products is a big one. A lot of people are like, oh, if I use more moisturizer, like I'm going to get more hydrated products don't work like that. (laughs) They actually go the opposite way where they're not gonna work as great. Um, I see a lot of over exfoliation. So exfoliation is any type of an acid or a scrub, a manual brush, a washcloth, any of those things are gonna be considered an exfoliant. I like people to exfoliate about two to three times a week, like maximum. So, if you're using a Clarisonic brush, you know, they say, oh, you can use it twice a day. No, you can't. (laughs) Like, three times a week, you know, is plenty. And you have to remember, like, if I'm doing a scrub, you know, that's going to count on one day. If I'm doing an acid, you know, that's going to count on one day. Um, So, I see a lot of people using like glycolic cleansers in the morning and using a scrub at night and sleeping in an acid, and their barrier of their skin is kind of gone. So people think our skin is a sponge. It's not. If we were to sit in the bathtub and our body was a sponge, like we would be huge, right? Like you would absorb all that water. Like our body is, our skin is actually a barrier. It's actually trying to keep things in and keep things out. Um. Where was I going with that? I was
2: like, brain. <laughs> um, so. So even using a washcloth is, an exfoliator because I see people who like use it to remove their makeup. So that would count as exfoliating your skin. Yes, 100%. So if somebody's doing that five times a week,
1: you know, their skin is just that barrier. I always kind of tell people like that barrier of your skin is keeping things in and out. When you kind of mess with that barrier, it turns it into like a screen door. So things are a lot easier to kind of like come and go out of your skin and kind of like do more damage, if that makes sense. So it's a lot harder to hold hydration onto your skin because your barrier is kind of broke. So it's just letting that kind of go back out uh, where we want to keep that barrier really nice, keep our skin really healthy um, so that it can hold on, you know, to all the good things that are happening. Your skin can't fight anti-aging when it's doing other things. You know if it's trying to do all these other things over here it can't do what you want it to do so i'm like feed it you know the way it wants to be fed so that it can work towards something else that you want it to do later
0: with the washcloth because personally when you're saying that i was like uh that's what i've been doing is (laughs) whoopsies uh because it's okay you can come back from it because i'll use a uh, washcloth or um i've been trying to use cuz i wear makeup i'm obsessed with makeup and mm-hmm. i'll use um baby oil for eye makeup remover and then i'll use a washcloth and just like scrub my face off and um i guess i was doing that more than i realized but i did that and then i'll put lotion on so would you just what would you suggest with not using a washcloth do you just wash your face With your hands and then splash water or what would you suggest
1: yeah so i am a wet my face you know get everything liquefied so before i even touch my face my mascara is all over the place (laughs) it's just what it is so i use a cleanser that's like a makeup remover hydrator so i work everything around for probably 30 seconds make my face completely black all over rinse it off then go back with my second cleanser you can use the same one it can be a different one and go back again and clean your skin do you wash your face twice candace
0: um well i mean i do it at night and then sometimes in the morning but yeah Yeah, but i don't
2: wash it like back to back like a
0: double cleanse no i don't
1: so the reason why you do that is so let's say you made lasagna okay and like all of it's out of there. Like you went to wash it. Like if you just like put soap on it and kind of like mess with it in a second and rinsed it off, like there's still, like it's kind of clean, but there's still stuff like stuck to the walls, you know, that you kind of have to go back and get clean and say like the first time you put soap in your, lo- in your dish, like it's not really gonna foam up, but like when it's kind of cleaner and you go to clean it, like you can really see it bubbly. Kind of the same thing with your skin so that first cleanse is going to be breaking down the day all of the makeup that you had on pollution you know anything from being outside that's going to take it out your second cleanse is actually cleansing your skin so that's the cleanse that you need to give enough time for it to work before you get it off so that's why i say like 60 seconds in that 15 second mark there's no way that product got broke down enough that it could even do anything on your skin. So you pretty much just waste product. But if you really let your product work into all those areas, it's going to clean it better. You're gonna get obsessed with like, oh yeah, like I love this little self massage I'm giving myself. like I look forward to this every day. You should look forward to your routine every single day. Um the people who don't wash their face at night, I assume also don't brush their teeth at night. so just know that
0: about an esthetician. I bet you, so, honestly, I'm like, that, that's really cute of you. Honestly, that's true because there's sometimes when if I don't wash my, my face and I'm like, I give up on life. And so I don't brush my teeth, but I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so accurate. Cause that's even not the same way, but even with my husband, I remember he would be like, I don't do my, um, he said he didn't do his taxes. And I was like, I bet you don't go to the dentist either. He never did. And it was because it's the yearly thing. So Off topic, but yeah, now I thought uh, when you were even mentioning it, it does too with the analogy makes sense because I was thinking of my skincare routine and I have seriously slacked over the years, but I used to, like you said, wash my face once and then get like a Clinique cleanser. And then I would still have that makeup residue come Mm -hmm. off. And I was just, and what you said now makes sense because I'm like, I scrubbed my face and I don't know why there's still makeup coming off. So now that makes perfect sense. And now I'm starting to rethink my whole, um, skincare routine. That's okay. (laughs) Well, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've gotten so lazy (laughs) lately. Like lazy skincare
1: is awesome too. Like it doesn't mean you don't have to use 15 products to still have a routine. You can have three and have just as great a skin as somebody who uses 12. Honestly, I'm not a huge, I'm not a like 14 different serums every single day. Like some of my acetocian friends are like, I'm so happy for you that your skin can handle that. Mine cannot, like it just is not going to happen. My skin is very borderline of I'm 36, but my skin doesn't really love anti-aging products yet. They're almost like a little too strong for my skin. My skin's a little too young for them still. Um, so there is a point where you can't really just jump ahead and be like, oh, I'm going to get on this same anti-ager as a 70 year old. Like, no, <laughs> your 70 year old skin's doing completely different things, you know, than your 20, 30 year old skin is.
0: Um, yeah. If you do, or with makeup, if you leave it on for a night, and I could be wrong with this thing. I think I heard once that it kind of ages your skin. Uh, an extra month is that true or is there some kind of truth to something like that it helped it kind of I don't say ruins your skin but messes up your skin is there something to that oh I
1: think the rumor is like every one night that you sleep in your makeup it ages you seven nights I think is what it is it's something like you do it once it ages you seven years I will admit I slept in my makeup every single year of high school because I swear to God, if I washed it off, I was going to break out. And if I slept in it, I would be perfectly fine. Which, because I was using a wrong cleanser, I wasn't using it properly. You know, that's that's more of what it was. But I could have guaranteed that, like, I'm going to sleep in my makeup every night. I feel like I still look pretty young. So I'm not going to say that that's true. Uh, yes, is it a little more damaging? Probably. Um, our skin regenerates the most overnight. So if you actually think about it, you want your skin to be the cleanest and give it the best ingredients overnight, because while you're sleeping, it's just going to powerhouse everything up for you. So if you're going to do skincare ever, do it at night, besides SPF, you know, in the morning, (laughs) Um, but you want your skin to be able to do all of the great things overnight for you. So if it's just sleeping and makeup, like, cool, that's just soaking in and just living in there and. Bacteria in the day. I mean, I've slept in my makeup. It happens. Like, we're all human. Like, you can do that occasionally, but you shouldn't. And if you do know that, like, okay, I'm going to have to cleanse really well. I'm probably going to need to mask. You know, that week, I'm going to need to do things to reverse what I did. But it happens. Like, we're human. I sleep in my makeup occasionally. Like, it's horrible, but it happens.
2: And I deal with the consequences the next week. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about, you started to bring up anti-aging products um, and how it wasn't a right time for a lot of them for your skin. So can you talk about how somebody knows when they should start using anti-aging products? And then if there are certain types of products, maybe that have certain ingredients that you recommend people start with? So I
1: always say that you can't do anti-aging and acne at the same time. So if you're dealing with acne, we shouldn't even be worried about anti-aging yet. We kind of need to get the acne under control um, before we add in anti-aging. So that's kind of on that. Um, In your 20s, you can start adding in a vitamin C during the daytime. I think that's super beneficial. Antioxidants, kind of like the one thing to go to. Some vitamin Cs are a little sensitive on some people, especially like right after you exfoliate or if you're an over exfoliator, they might feel really tingly. Um, So get with an esthetician, get, you know, on one that would be beneficial for your skin and then work into products Um, like twice a week, then the next week, three times a week. See how your skin's doing. If it's doing great, you know, four times a week, you can do that opposed to like, I'm going to start this every single day, hit it super hard. So. An antioxidant during the day is like my number one go-to for anti-aging, your SPF. And then a retinol is gonna be like your nighttime anti-ager, that's really good. Some people can tolerate those, some people can't. Um, There are retinols that are in like night creams. Some of them are lower percent, some are higher. So you can start with something like that. Um, If you had a prescription for like brand name, hopefully they start you off low with a tretinoin or something and kind of apply it. Some people even put a lotion on first and then your product on top of it. So it has a little bit of barrier. So it's not full product going in. It has a little bit of a buffer um, on it. Uh, But if anything's feeling like tingly, you know, spicy for a long period of time, like you're waking up red raw or anything like that, it's probably a little too aggressive um, for your skin, but yeah antioxidants, retinol, SPF are like the go-to three that you wanna have.
2: Yeah, and so you talked about acne and um, that's something, I've always had problematic skin, but before I got pregnant, it was in a pretty good spot. And then I got pregnant and I just had crazy breakouts. And I actually talked to my midwife and she was like, I bet you're having a boy. And sure enough, we had a boy. Um, but testosterone, yep. I'm still yep. nursing, um, a year later, so it's taking a while for my hormones to rebalance again. Um, what recommendations do you have for people that are struggling with that hormonal acne?
1: Hormonal acne is rough, right? Because that is all internal, and in anything that we're doing on the outside, you know, we're just kind of band-aiding anything, so a lot of that is internal. Um, And just knowing that it's internal and it's kind of going to happen. I struggled with super bad breakouts when I was pregnant. I never found out what I was having. I was like, gosh, I'm really ugly. Like I heard when you like are ugly when you're pregnant, that you're having a girl. Like that's just what I heard. So I was like, oh, guaranteed I'm having a girl. So then it came out and it was a boy and I was like, oh, that was a lot of testosterone. You know, that was in me. Um, Mm -hmm. So testosterone is usually going to throw in like male hair areas. So like your beard area, you know, on a guy is going to throw kind of that kind of acne. Mm -hmm. Drinking water, you know, is super, super beneficial to get everything like flushed and flooding, still being really consistent on your skin routine is going to be really helpful. But I almost like to go inflammatory, like it needs calmed, soothed kind of route with that kind of acne because it's usually not coming to a head. It's like nice and under there. So um, using cooler water to like cleanse your skin is gonna be helpful. Pull some of like that redness out of them, like out of your breakouts and stuff. Icing your breakouts is really helpful. So you have, you know, they're nice and sore. They're really red. Taking like an ice cube. I will wash my face, grab two of them, get them wet, you know, under the sink and kind of just start really quickly around my face. like. Top to bottom. Whew, that was really cold, you know, and kind of go back and do another pass. And then where I'm breaking out, I'm just going to kind of go around there a little bit longer. Like I said, it's going to like make the inflammation go down, the redness go down so that you're not as bothered by them. Um, that's hormonals rough. Like, oh man, there are some topicals that you can get into, but it's one of those like, Where are you at with how much you want to do while you're pregnant and breastfeeding? And when I was on that side, I was like anti anything. Like I'm not taking Tylenol. I'm not taking, you know, anything. So I'm a very like anything that's really calming for skin, cooling. Like I said, that's where I would go on that. Like a lot of people take vitamins that have like a really high biotin amount in them, right? Because hair, skin and nails, like it's so good. Too much biotin will break people out. So I had a mother come in and she, um, had a bit more blackheads than she usually had. I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm taking a multivitamin, like actually every single day now. And I'm like, that's super great. But like, which one is it? And she's like, oh, it has biotin in it. And I was like, Ooh, I think that's, what's breaking you out. So she went home, you know, stopped taking that a month later. Her skin was so much clearer because she just wasn't taking it. And she was like, I actually was having my daughter take it too. And I stopped her taking it and she started to clear out too. So biotin is good, but it's not good, you know, for some of us like acne prone girls. Mm -hmm. So watching that, even like people who work out and do like pre-workout shakes, sometimes those can cause acne, like whey protein, I guess, like causes acne. So pea protein is better, but then there are some pea proteins that are manufactured a certain way that then will cause issues. So that's a tricky one too.
2: Are there certain facials that you do that are maybe like more cooling or could help like calm? Yes, I think
1: I have one that is like my Skin Intelligent facial that is like my cooler, calmer side of things where I'm not really getting super aggressive with um, treatment. I do a lot of like oatmeal on people who are, Irritated just to get that calmed down, but yeah a lot of my globes are in that Skintelligent facial um, is a really cooling one great for like rosacea people that one's super great too. But on rosacea back to like the icing so say you have rosacea but have acne I wouldn't necessarily ice that type of acne uh, because rosacea can't really do like that temperature switches as much as like a different skin could. So icing, yes, for some people, um, but not if you're like rosacea prone, I would say, or like have capillaries, like blown capillaries, like all those little red squiggly lines all over. Like I wouldn't do it with that type of skin either. Which fun fact, if you have um, capillaries on the sides of your nose, if I ever noticed that with people, people usually have acid reflux interesting so your body fun fact your body and your insides like link up so like if something is happening inside your body like your face kind of tells where it is so the back of your throat is like the tip of your nose so think of like alcoholics is kind of how i say like they're shooting like taking shots that alcohol is hitting the back of their throat right so that is the most damaged part which is showing up like on the tip of their nose where you get like that red kind of like irritated nose So then you kind of go like down into the esophagus, like out the nose area. And then it kind of like goes a little bit longer, goes down into like the cheek area, into your like stomach, large intestines kind of stuff. So you can tell like where things are happening um, on your face. Your mouth is the end of the line. So like if you're constipated and holding like toxins in there may show up around your mouth as a breakout. Uh, So that's really interesting too. So I do have these weird conversations that I'm like, I know it's a lot, but like, are you like regular with your body? Cause sometimes they're not. And I'm like, okay, well that makes sense of like why this is irritated. You are holding a lot of toxins in there for a lot longer and it's got to come out somewhere. Um, So that's (laughs) fun.
2: Yeah, it's super fascinating how, like, the body communicates to you through symptoms, and sometimes it's just learning how to interpret those symptoms, which, like, I never would have thought about, like, where your breakouts correlate on your face could be an indicator of something else going on in your body.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So I'm always, like, I feel like a little investigator that I'm like, what's going on? What are we eating? What are we using? What are we, you know? Is your stomach okay? Do you take meds? <laughs> like there's so many questions to just get in a little bit deeper
0: to figure out what the problem is. Yeah. Or even with stress. I've we've heard this a lot on when we are interviewing people affects the body and when you were talking I I haven't had much for myself I couldn't that I can think of, but I know so many people that they're so stressed they now have hives or they're so stressed they'll break upper out eyelids. More. Usually yeah. it's like
1: upper eyelids go. I heard yeah one time that like one side I don't remember which one it is but one side is like general anxiety and the other side is like life anxiety like depending on which side it pops up on but usually if you get the irritated like above your eyes um you're not handling your stress very well at all (laughs) it's gonna flood (laughs) but our skin is so amazing that it does throw all these red flags at us right and then we're just like oh I'm breaking out or I'm I'm whatever it's like Your body is having a problem, possibly somewhere. Like, if you're breaking out in the same spot, like, let's take notice of that area. You know, maybe your stomach is just not doing well. Maybe it's not breaking down stuff, you know, the right way. Maybe things are getting stuck in your, somewhere. Who knows? (laughs) You could be caused, mucus could be in all of the areas, right? Like, you could have mucus in your large intestines and so then your foreheads all broke out it's just it's interesting skin's fun but it is funny right uh, that like skin is the first thing you see about people like yes you notice people's eyes but like you're you have to look at people like they have skin but so many people just like disregard it just like oh it doesn't matter like it's holding in everything
2: for you guys like don't you like that it's doing that I feel -hmm. like it's pretty great So I've seen that you do um, like lymphatic drainage during your facials. Can you talk about what that is and the benefits to
1: doing that? So lymphatic drainage during a facial, I use little facial cups. So almost like cupping that you saw like Michael Phelps doing during the Olympics. And you're like, that's so cool. But he had like those cup kisses is like what we call them. They're not necessarily bruises, but kind of look like bruises. So I use these cups on the face to move fluid around, but also kind of like contour the face, plump up some fine lines, things like that. Um, so I start at the chest underarm area because that's where your lymph nodes are that we're going to drain to. And I almost like open up all of that area and work my way up and open up all of the floodgates so that everything can flood back down so any stagnant fluid you know that's around your face that's just making you puffy we can move all of that down and around so it's gone uh i had a girl come in and she took a pre picture and she didn't even tell me i don't take a ton of pictures of my clients um so she took a pre picture and then she sent me a picture after her facial and her face was dramatically different like the shape the tone her jawline everything was different the coloring It was so amazing. So I mostly drain everything around the face. I also use the cupping for sinuses. So I just got done with a girl who came in with very inflamed sinuses. So we did some cupping around there and moved everything and just really pushed to make sure everything was moving. And she sat up and was like, holy cow. Like I was so congested when I came in. Like, yes, I'm still congested. But she's like, it's dramatically dramatically different so I sometimes find when I'm doing the cupping that people will start like swallowing a lot Mm. because it's just starting to move everything you're just like okay I gotta I gotta help this out um so drinking a lot of water is really necessary after doing any of that lymphatic drainage because we've moved a lot and we want to help it continue to move and not just get stuck and kind of stagnant there so a ton of water um but yeah I do it on brides super great because it gives you like this immediate glow it's super good at like getting rid of not getting rid of but minimizing like dark circles any puffiness that's around there i usually plump up people's like smile lines their lips a little bit because it's fun
0: (laughs) and then you do uh i think you mentioned a little bit earlier that sometimes you use the jade rollers um do you suggest that to clients when they're not with you, or what are some of the benefits to it? Because I personally have like a rose quartz one roller. I have no idea, honestly, what it does, but it feels good when I put it in the refrigerator and then I put it around my face and it, I totally feel like i I gave myself a little facial and I That's even good. did that this morning. I don't Love know that. what it does, but it feels good.
1: <laughs> so jade stone rollers and rose quartz rollers, you can put them in the fridge. They stay cool. Are they actually doing something really beneficial? I don't think so, like, I think you would have to use it almost daily, you know, or something if you really wanted to see a lift to it. Are they fun to help you like your products more and let you have some self-care time? 100%, like I do it after I do brow waxing on people because usually they're going somewhere, right? So I need to like get some of that redness out of them yes it feels good to kind of like relax those muscles a bit but is it actually doing long benefit I wouldn't necessarily say yes I would say that's more of just like a fun you kind of just like want it added but I wouldn't say it's necessarily changing like anti-aging you somewhere they're great for you know like redness irritation that kind of stuff but I wouldn't say like oh, because I have this jade stone roller and I use it once a week, like now I'm going to look 12. (laughs) I don't think so. Maybe if you were going more, if you were staying in that type of field and wanted to do anti-aging, getting more into like gua sha, I would think would be a little bit more anti-aging and a little more trustworthy where you're just moving a little bit more and really contouring in places. But you should really know how to gua sha if you're going to do it at home. So my thoughts on that.
0: So I don't go out because I I have not taken
1: a specific class for it. And I'm like, I don't actually know specifically, you know, like exactly the right way. Um, So I don't want to offer it when I don't have the class for it. Is it the stone? Is that the stone? Yeah, that kind of looks like a little, yeah, like a flat version of a jade stone or a rose quartz. So then that just kind of like pushes and contours fluid um that you can kind of move around the face and work into more like muscles and get them to relax a little bit more so yeah all
0: right I've, see, I've seen them on TikTok and I was like I don't know if I would buy this but like you said the the rollers for me it just that it felt really relaxing and calming I don't think it did anything to my face and I haven't noticed any difference. It just feels like I'm doing my own little self-care, um, massage I when I'm by myself. <laughs> yep.
1: And sometimes people just really need to find a good routine or something that they enjoy doing. Cause right there, you're like, oh I liked the feeling of that Jade roller. If you like the feeling of it, cool. Do it all the time. You know, like if that's your thing, that's going to make you do your skincare, do it. If that's what you're like, oh, yes, I get the end with this jade roller, so you're excited to do your skincare, 100% do it. (laughs) It's not going to have any problem. But I think a lot of people just need to find a routine that they like, you know, and enjoy. If you don't like the smell of your cleanser and hate using it every time, let's switch it up. Do something that you like and you know that you're looking forward to doing every single night, opposed to it being a chore. Like, ooh, I get to do this honey smelling you know balm over my face like yes i love that like i can't wait to do that instead of like oh gosh i gotta wash my face again (laughs) 10 seconds bye
2: go to bed (laughs) so you also said that you do body sugaring um, and you do that for hair removal um what's the benefit to doing that over waxing
1: so waxing and sugaring are both removing hair Waxing i'm going to let's talk about legs Mike let's just do legs so waxing legs usually you would do like a soft wax with like a piece of paper over it, you guys have probably seen that, at least in the movies of waxing. um, And taking it off that way, so you apply the wax with your hair growth put a paper on rip it against your hair growth okay. Sugaring is done the opposite so sugaring is actually a cold paste made out of sugar water molasses and lemon juice so it's just four ingredients i kind of explain it like a super sticky play-doh ball so i'm holding like this super sticky play-doh ball and how i use it on the legs is actually start at the ankle and go up your leg against hair growth so i'm getting the hairs all stuck into it um, so i do that a couple times and then the sugar uses your body heat and kind of melts into the pore a little bit and hugs the hair from there. So it's getting into the pore a little bit deeper to hold that hair. And then when I flick it, it is going to remove all of the sugar in the hair with it in the direction of hair growth. So the way that you would normally like tweeze your eyebrow, you wouldn't tweeze it like the opposite way, like you would waxing. Um, So it's going to feel a bit better. So like legs, I hate getting my legs waxed. I would rather get a Brazilian any day, any day than ever have my legs waxed. I'm the biggest baby. I hate it so much. I can sugar my legs, no problem. Can't feel it, totally fine. Um, yeah. But is it hurt at
2: all or is it pain-free?
1: Hair is still being removed, right? Like hair is still coming out. So like, yes, it's still going to hurt. Uh, but I talk about sti- like waxing has a sting. Where I feel like you get waxed and it's like sting, 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 and then kind of goes away. Sugaring is like sting done. So it's just a little bit quicker of like a up, down to it. So you're like, oh, like, oh, it's gone where you're like, ooh, ooh it's still kind of there. And then it goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back and forth on Brazilians with sugaring just because there's a lot of area to get stuck into um, so usually I will sugar like somebody's bikini and bikini kind of like the top, but I will switch to hot wax when we kind of get into that labia area first off. Cause like you have to get that sugar in there and kind of stuck, you know, and wipe over it a few times. And I don't like that on myself, you know, I'm like, get in and get out. Like You don't need to be hanging out in there. So I kind of switch for that area and just get that done. And I do the back with regular hard wax too. Uh funny story. When I took my sugaring class, I think there were like six of us in the class and we had to do Brazilians on each other. And mind you, like the sugar is kind of like this brownish kind of like red color. So like the first person got done and I think went to the bathroom and was like, oh, I think I started my period. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, okay, like that's weird. Then the next person went, right. And was like, oh, I did too. And then the next person, you know, and I'm like, what is going on? And I like went to the bathroom, you know, and I was like, wiped. And I was like, that is sugar. Like you got, like, you didn't get it all off. And like, now you think that like, it's something else. So that is actually a reason why I don't sugar people's booties, because like, I don't want you to think that like something else is going on. (laughs) So that was a fun one. So you just learn, you know, like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm just going to wax there then.
0: (laughs) I just always now even have that image of 40-year-old virgin uh, when Steve Corral is just screaming those things. I actually do that every time when I get um, my chiropractor. Allison's dad, uh, he adjusts me because he's a chiropractor. I scream and do that all the time. So just thinking about the Brazilian, I am terrified to even think about doing that. But yeah.
2: It's (laughs) It's really not that bad like it's not as bad as i probably not like getting your whole like chest and back wax because it's a much smaller area yeah
1: and like 40 year old virgin they are waxing him completely inappropriately like they're doing it completely <laughs> wrong like any esthetician that's watching it right like we start from no hair you know like into hair back to no hair so that when you rip it off you're not starting in hair you know, to rip it off. So anything that we're watching, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's doing it so wrong. You're not supposed to go over the nipple. And I'm pretty sure she does. And I'm like, oh God, like it just seems bad. I think with Brazilians, it is very much the anticipation, especially that first time of just not knowing what's happening, right? Of just like getting a shot where you're just like, oh my gosh, it's going to hurt so bad. And then you get a shot and you're like, oh, (laughs) like that was really ridiculous that I acted like that. So like Getting comfortable with being naked, you know, is a lot. Just know we don't want to remember it. So we don't like, I'm not looking at anything to try to remember anything. I tell people all the time. I'm like, if there was a cop outside this room, you know, and it was like, okay, tell me what you saw. I'd be like, I saw hair. And then I saw not hair. Like, I don't want to see anything else. Like, <laughs> so just know that we don't, we're not looking at anything else. Everybody looks different. Everybody has hair or doesn't have hair it's funny the people that come in and they're like I am so sorry like I'm so hairy and I'm I like look and I'm like oh that's cute like some people would love to like be so hairy like you like some girls got hair like a lot of hair you know so I'm like all right so just know that there's always somebody hairier than you that's just what it is um I know a lot of people are like oh I'm not super tiny like I can't go get a Brazilian I would actually say most of my clients that get Brazilian are a little plus sized. So I would say it's literally for everyone, big, small, I wouldn't say young, you know, but like older women, you know, can get it too. It's a breathing technique. Have you done the breathing technique during your Brazilian? No. If you get a Brazilian, the breathing technique is where it's at. So right before, like she's going to rip it off, take a huge deep breath in. And then when she goes to rip it, blow all of your air out, <sighs> like all of it. And your mind is just thinking about like blowing out the air. And then you're like, oh, did you take it off? And I'm like, yep, I took it off. Like it's not on there anymore. And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, and I also do my Brazilians kind of from like the outside in and from like the bottom up. So if you get to a point that you're like, I'm out like of pain, we can kind of just do like one more spot before we have to do the other side so another fun story because when you do Brazilians you just have those amazing stories I had a girl that came in to get a Brazilian I think she had had one before but it had been a while and she actually I think did multiple areas so she did her legs underarm you know in Brazilian I'm like that's just a lot of area you know of hair removal I'm like your body may just tap out so I was got done with all her other waxing. We were doing her Brazilian and we kind of just had like the labia left and like the little top part, I would say in the back. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do like one labia. And I pulled it off and she was like, okay, I'm done, bye. And I was like, you can't, like you, I can't let you leave. Like you cannot leave with one done and one not. Cause like the itch that I am just thinking of, no. Like you cannot do it. So I'm like, you will have to muster up all this courage. Like, I'm so sorry you have to muster it up and do this one so she came in a month later and she was like I am so happy I did the other side I'm like me too <laughs> thank god we did that um, and then you know she's like oh this time isn't even that bad you know so even of even if you cop out and don't do it the full time the first time go a little bit farther the next time you know go a little bit farther the time after that you, or leave something if you want to you don't have to take everything
0: if you don't want to Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, Brazilians are my favorite
0: stories. If I could write a book, I was actually thinking that I was like, you could probably write a book of all the random things that happen. Yeah. Or just because even are just
1: <laughs> nervous. So they just yeah. spill everything. And I'm like, I live for it. Like I live for people's Tinder dates that they tell me about. I'm like, yes, like tell me all about it. How bad is it <laughs> out there? I'm like, I feel bad for you guys dating. I'm like, ooh. It's really not fun out there for people, but I no, I, I'm like, I wish fun. I had I like know. a signature or something on people. So like the men of Omaha could appreciate me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> men of Omaha.
0: <laughs> Do you like a little, I don't know, like besides signature, like a little, I don't want to say stamp of something. So then people know exactly <laughs> who, where to go and who to go to or who knows? Yeah. And then I just, everything like you said too, is it's something if I went to an esthetician or even I I've never done that just because I would be like the same thing too insecure and go, Oh, I don't know. But like you said, cause I used to be a CNA and I try to remember that I saw the, the amount of things that I saw, you see everything. You just kind of go to work and you just don't think about it. And I'm sure that's the same. Like you said, you okay. just work. This is part of your job um you leave and you're like i didn't need to see that or or you know you just you're used it to it it's it not it's nothing to be embarrassed about mm-hmm. yeah
2: no not at all i mean i spent a long time since i've had one but now that i've had a baby it's kind of like all right everybody's seen everything it's yeah. not a big deal anymore
1: <laughs> and i know that a lot of people that are pregnant get really nervous you know like oh i need to get a brazilian like at the end of my pregnancy you know so i'm okay for labor okay I'm just going to tell you, you have a lot more blood flow and it's a lot more like swollen down there. So it's not an enjoyable experience. So unless you were like a previous waxer and kind of like waxed through your pregnancy, I don't love doing somebody who's never waxed and is nine months pregnant. Have I? Yes. It was horrible. Like it was
2: so bad. Yeah, I would probably have
0: the courage
1: to do that. Just know that like there's literally not a box on your chart that says coochie hair or no coochie hair. Like they literally do not care. Like they don't care. They don't care. It's not on your chart. Like it just kills me that they're like, oh, like all the hair. I'm like, who cares? I had my kids six weeks early. Like hi, did I do anything? No. Like, was I concerned? No, I just wanted the baby out and healthy, right? Like,
2: that's so the last you thing you're thinking you're about labor. when you're in
1: labor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't yeah. think you need to just get rid of all that hair. And because I've
0: never, I've never, I don't have kids, but then I've watched two births. My sister, when she gave birth to my nephew and one of my friends, and I never sat there and was like, "Oh, I'm seeing my friend's vagina." I just was like, "Oh, a head's coming out." This is yeah, disgusting. 100% but also amazing and gross and fascinating. <laughs> and I just <laughs> so I just never sat there and go like, "Oh, they didn't go in wax." Like it was just more like you're excited about the baby. So <laughs> 100%.
1: You're not
0: yeah. caring. I never. God, I don't even want to think about my sister's vagina. But like. <laughs> <laughs> I just never saw the girl. She didn't laugh. Like, you just think <laughs> about that. You just think more of a baby's coming. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I had one other main question I wanted to ask you about is I know you do body wraps. What are those? What are the benefits? Who should have a body wrap?
1: So, I do one body wrap, is what I do. It's an herbology body wrap. It is so dreamy. Like, I kind of forget about how dreamy it is until I get one. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so dreamy. So I do a dry body brush all over your whole body. Then I go back with an oil and put oil all over your body and massage that back in. Then I go back with Chinese herbs. I always say, like, I'm sprinkling you with, like, seasoning. So I, like, put all these Chinese herbs all over your body and massage them in and they're an exfoliant so they go and exfoliate all of your skin and I do that all over the body then I go back with hot lotion and it melts like all the exfoliants into your body so then you have what are we at four layers you know of stuff on you Mm -hmm. and then I cocoon you like in plastic and in a tarp thing you know and all of the blankets and you just sit there cocooned living, you know, your best life, detoxing all that fluid out of you. Um, So then you sit there for a little while. Then I unwrap you. Usually the bed is like full of sweat. It's so fun. Like, it's so amazing. I'm like, yes, I did one this morning, actually. Um, So good for any exfoliation, especially before like a spray tan, you know, or something like that. If you are somebody that's like dry, itchy, you know, and kind of need to get that, say you're going to like a holiday party and want like you're you're wearing a backless dress or something and just want like exfoliated and hydrated back there uh it's so dreamy like those experiences just like cocooning me in like have the heat on the lights low you know or light therapy going like I'm all for that they're dreamy yeah yeah
2: I mean I'm relaxed just
1: hearing about it I have a couple people that will get like the body wrap and a facial. So, like while you're all cocooned, like in there, then you're just laying there and getting your facial at the same time. Oh, so good. So good.
0: I already thought sold. I don't even go anywhere for summer, but I'm like, I kind of want to get one.
2: I know, I was you like, uh, so my good. husband hasn't bought me a Christmas present yet.
0: He probably has
2: um, yeah.
1: Back to husbands. Men come in to my place as well. Um so facials are not just for girls like men have skin too. Um my biggest service is actually men's back sugaring. So mm-hmm. a lot of men hate getting their back waxed cuz it's really painful. Uh so my clients that do sugaring like yes the first time you know it's kind of painful but after that it's not as painful. You don't have as much hair growth going. So I have a couple guys that have been seeing me for a few years and it's very minimal like what is left on their back like it's so cool to watch like the change of like hey you had a ton of hair you know it was a lot and then 3 months later like you don't have very much and then you know a year later there's like okay we're going for these 20 hairs
2: you know that are left out of So why is it why does the hair growth like slowly minimize over the course of time? Of doing so that.
1: with the sugaring specifically, because it goes in there and melts down into that pore and hugs that hair from there, it is getting hairs that are a little bit shorter out in that season. And our hair grows at three cycles all the time. So it has like a growth stage, a hold on to stage and a fallout stage. So what it's kind of doing is almost like we are catching, like, instead of catching say one or two cycles, we're catching like two and a half cycles. So we're catching more hair at one time to then get all of the hairs on the same cycle is kind of what happens. And then sugaring can go in and almost like damage that follicle a little bit more when you're pulling it out. So it could just kill that follicle from having hair ever come back in that area. So that's really cool, which I don't see that as much with waxing. And I think it's because it just doesn't get that extra part of the growth um, like the sugaring does, Mm -hmm. but still with sugaring, I still recommend growing your hair out for at least three to four weeks, just like sugaring or just like waxing so that you can get all of those growths, you know, at one cycle. So the next time we're getting closer to being hair-free instead of Mm -hmm. always trying to play like a catch-up game Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and don't shave if you're getting waxed or sugared, because it just defeats the purpose. And we don't like you for it, because <laughs> we can tell. Like when I go on a Brazilian and I like go to take it off and like nothing comes, I'm like, cool. So you shaved? And they're like, sorry. I'm like, oh my
0: god. Oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> is if, you, if you shaved, what was the point of going to get a wet? wet? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I was and thinking. some people like that.
1: Like, in, some people aren't really like wanting to be on a schedule, right? Like a lot of people are. Four weeks, like come in, they don't have to do anything. But if you're more of like an eight weaker, you know, you're like, oh, I have like a little bit of hair that comes back. So like, I don't feel like I need all of it because all of my hair is not back. So people don't think of it as like, oh, all of my hair is not back. So it's not gonna be as painful. They're like, oh, it's not gonna be worth it because all my hair is not here. So they wait until it's all back and then do it again. I'm like, that's just like doing it for the first time, you know, again is what that is. So I don't own a razor which is what it is. So I got invited to a pool party and I was like, I need more than a day's notice because <laughs> I don't own a razor in this house. So I'm either going to go with all this hair or I need some time. So I didn't end up going. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm afraid of going places with hair because I really don't care at this point, but you know,
2: yeah well that might that must be convenient not to even have to worry about shaving or owning a razor or replacing razors yeah it's pretty nice
1: underarms are super great like getting your underarms done and then never having to worry about like shaving them is so convenient so if
2: somebody wants to book any of these services how do they connect with you to schedule an appointment
1: so you can find me at Intelligent.glossgenius.com. I am on Facebook, I think under Skintelligent Skin by Marissa. You can find me on Instagram. I think it's SD Marissa, E S T I M um, A R I S S A. You can send me a text if you want to, 402 851 0169. I have an email, but I don't really check it all the time. So text me, call me, head to my website, all of those fun things, um, to come see me.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, um, for sharing all this information. Um, you know, I think it was super interesting to learn about, um, you know, all the recommendations you have for skincare, body sugaring, the body wrap. Um, yeah, I think that this was a great episode.
1: Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It was so much fun.